Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Gary. Sitting across the desk from me are two co-hosts. I have James Arthur to my right and I have Chris Bryan to my left. How are you guys? G'day, Richard. Very well. I'm very well. It's good uh, to have a group of three. It's nice to be called a co-host, not just a uh, special guest this week. Well, so. you're a part of the team now, man. Brand new you're title. In. Your business cards are on their way, so it shouldn't be too long. Terrific. <laughs> Do we get a car park next week, do we? Oh, no, we, we don't even get one of those. Well, I actually locked my car in here one time. <laughs> wait till the summer when all the netball courts are occupied across the street. Then there's no parking. Yeah, there's no parking at all. Yeah. Uh, today, we'll get over to the newsroom. I'll let JA touch on the NFL's top 100 list because it is... At the end, finally, so I'll let you talk about it. Uh, we're going to count down our top 10 wide receivers for James and Chris as well. Before we move on, I want to ask you guys, did you see what happened to Lewis Murphy during the week? I haven't seen this. I have not seen this. Excellent. No. Now, this is a little long, but basically to give everyone some background, if you haven't heard, he had a bit too much to drink at a wedding and fell asleep and got locked oh, into no, a museum. I did hear this. Yeah, oh. I did hear So it. when you get locked into a museum... I don't know what you do, but normally I just call 911. And this is pretty much how it went. 911, what's the address of your emergency? Uh, I honestly don't know where I'm at, but I'm at his wedding and I'm stuck in the building. Okay, are you, are you, um, what part of the building are you in? Do you know? Um, no, I don't know. Okay, I was, I, I was part of a wedding. I fell asleep. I'm at this, uh, I'm at one white hallway, Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. Is there anybody else in the building with you? No, there ain't nobody here. I'm, (laughs) I'm like, locked in the building. Okay. Big thanks to TMZ for this, too. I cut my hand, opened up one of the windows. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I cut my hand, my hand bleeding. (laughs) Okay, do you need paramedics, or you just need to get out? I need to get out. I need to get okay. out, bro. What, do you want medics for your hand or no? No, it's just a little cut, but it's bleeding, though. My <laughs> phone died. Did your phone die? Yeah, my cell phone died. Oh. Uh, I done broke into this one little spot. I don't know where exactly I'm at, but I'm inside this one building. Okay. And I had a phone. I see a problem. So it was at the Flagler Museum. That's where you went to the wedding? Yes. Yes, and then I went out during the wedding. I went out to like the little, uh, like the little garden, and I just, you know, ended up falling asleep. Just took a nap in the garden. Just took a nap. And then I woke up and all the doors were locked. <laughs> so then um, I basically kicked through one of the doors. 
just broke my, my hand mm-hmm. bleeding. And then, uh, I got my phone, my phone and died, so, mm-hmm. uh, this phone. Okay. And now I'm gonna call you. Uh, I had rolled in the, uh, in the party, party bus. Okay, so you were part of the wedding party. Okay. Yeah. I'm a groomsman. Oh, you're a groomsman, okay. See how was the wedding? It's the best 911 call ever. The wedding was good. Okay. Good, but now I'm kind of upset because I think they all at the... I think they're all partying in them. Oh. <laughs> you can't party anymore. Well, it's the party. Okay. Well, we're going to get you some help. I think I'm in like, the main... I think I'm in the main part of the flagging museum. <laughs> okay. It's already 1.15 in the morning, so I'm not sure if the wedding party, what time the wedding party was over. Yeah, I, th- I got kind of drunk and I fell asleep. Okay, well that's okay. At least you're able to get to a phone. I've been yelling, screaming. And there's nobody. Yeah, we're contacting security now. I don't know where their office is, but, um, you know, they usually do their rounds, but apparently, you know... Oh. Okay. All right, have somebody here with me. All right, perfect, Lewis. Have a good night. How you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> so once again, thanks to TMZ for the sound. Um, now I've been—I was at your wedding, and Chris, I wasn't at yours, but I'm sure it was a good night. I don't think I've seen anyone that drunk that they would fall fall asleep and get locked in the venue. No, that's pretty. It must be a must have been a nice wedding and a big a big venue. People well, to forget about him. Usually, you see like they fall asleep in the gardens outside or something. Like and someone get, helps them and gets you, them out of there. You get that drunk, you go outside for a spew, and you fall asleep in the <laughs> garden. But like not in there. And I just wondered, was it the guy who rescued him? Was he security, or would he have been like the groomsman or someone from the actual wedding Someone's to come looking him. for him? I need to get out. I need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to get out. Oh um, gosh. Uh, oh, go Tampa Bay, Rich. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's See, been, one of your stars is a, a third string receiver. Uh, yes, nice. she is a third string receiver. Oh, that's nice. Um, so yeah, it was all good. Either way, it's our four, 52nd episode. I thought I'd share that with everyone. I found it pretty funny. Um, but right now, let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Now, this time of the year... Uh, We're pretty light on for news, but probably the one that jumped out at me the most. After almost a month of zero dialogue, the Denver Broncos general manager, John Elway, personally called Von Miller over the 4th of July weekend and said he has a desire to get a long-term deal done. Chris, if he'd called you up and said he wanted a long-term deal, I'm sure you would have signed one of those three-year deals. Yeah, I'd say uh, Von Miller's long-term deal is going to be a bit longer than a non-guaranteed deal. Three contract that I signed, but um, yeah, look, it's it's good that at least it's you know it started, and maybe not over the Fourth of July weekend. He might have been doing some other celebrations, not thinking about football. But you know, hopefully, it uh, can get sorted out. I think the best news is no one blew their hand off over the weekend. Well, I was very concerned. Now, JPP was locked in his bedroom; he wasn't allowed to come out for the whole weekend. D- did you see the safety video he did? No, he I wish I had that. <laughs> on the sound. Basically, he was talking about, you know, be safe with fireworks, they're dangerous, or well, this could happen is pretty much how the video went. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, look. 
I, it's not, I don't think it's going to get done with Von Miller. They've got six days to get it done. 15th of July, it's going to be done by. I, I just, if it's not done by now, unless they just get last minute, get it done, I'd, they obviously disagree. He's going to have to play under the franchise tag. Um, I don't know. I kind of got a feeling that they'll work this one out. I don't know. It's It's been going a long time. I, I, I guess at first I thought, oh, there's no way they'll get a deal done. No, there's no dramas about it. But the closer it gets, the more I'm starting to feel like I'm not going to be surprised if it doesn't get done. I think the yeah the longer it takes and the closer to the deadline that they'll they'll come together. You know they're just taking baby steps towards each other now and yeah you know a few days to go that you know the urgency will step up. There's a bit of bitterness between him and Alway because you know he feels like Alway's dis- been disrespectful towards him. So hopefully when they caught up and had a chat that um, that helped them you know f- yeah, fill that void. Yeah. So I think that's a bit. If you feel you're disrespected, you don't necessarily want to go and then work for someone. Yeah, I know, but you got a hundred million still, reasons why you could probably yeah, exactly. go to work it's, every day, you know. It, so it's pro sports. You tend to put those things aside, I would think. You would, yeah, I think yeah. you have to. Oh, they're very. It's a lot, a lot of ego. There's a lot of egos oh, in this league. So well, by the time we're back together again for the next podcast, we'll it'll be we'll right know. on that we'll deadline. Know. We'll, yep. we'll know by yep. then. Um, speaking of someone who retired from the NFL just recently, Calvin Johnson. Um, mainly said because his body was starting to break down and there's a lot of players who choose to do whatever it takes to stay on the field and to keep on playing, and he wasn't prepared to do that. That was in an interview with ESPN's 360. Another thing he mentioned in there was he'd had his fair share of concussions. He'd been paid enough and just didn't want to do it anymore. The main reason I put this in, James, is you've been pretty strong on your take about players taking this kind of... uh, Decision or choice, I guess. Um, I I think that Calvin Johnson is the most naturally gifted wide receiver the league's ever had. He probably hasn't had to work as hard as a lot of other receivers in the league to be an elite player. And I think this is a clear example of the fact that he had a number in his head of what he wanted to earn. So he could probably look after his family for the rest of their lives and you know his grandchildren and their children and, and all that. Um, and he's hit that point and he doesn't play for the love of the game. He plays for the fact that he gets paid to do it. Now, whether that's right or wrong, as I said, me and Richie, we are both people who pay to play this sport and love the sport. I can't imagine having that uh, feeling that I would want to stop playing once I hit a certain amount of money. So, yeah, I, I don't understand it. But on the other hand, I've never been paid $100 million to play football before. So I, I, you've probably got a better perspective on this than me, Chris. Yeah, I, look, I don't think uh, he would have not loved the game. He would have been, you know, I don't think he was playing just for the money. Um, you know, he would have grown up playing the sport. But, you know, as you get a little bit older and your family comes along, you know, you, your perspective changes. So if he knows that his mum and dad are taken care of, you know, for the rest of their lives, and then his kids are taken care of for the rest of their lives, I think, you know, you'd, you get to a point where you don't need to take that risk anymore, you know, for an extra couple of, you know, an extra couple of zeros, which is, there's a lot of them if you kept playing, but, you know, I guess you you fall out of love a little bit when you're getting hurt and you're, you know, you're putting your health at risk, so. Yeah. How old is he, Rich? 30? Uh, I'll look it up while you talk if you want. Yeah, look, I, I t- look. I don't certainly, I don't think any less of him as a player because he's quick. Oh, no, that's not true. I do. I I would definitely question, I'd love to know what he was like as a, in the locker room and whatnot, which we don't have that perspective. Yeah. We don't know what kind of a guy he was. You know, from all we've heard, he's a very, you know, 
introverted guy, didn't talk to a lot of people. Um, he was mistaken as arrogant at times where a lot of people said he wasn't. It was just his personality. He was quite shy. Uh, yeah, look, I, I understand if he's having niggling injuries and, and um, his body's failing. At how, how old, Rich? You got his age? He's 30. Six-time Pro Bowler, spent his entire career at the Detroit Lions after being drafted out of Georgia Tech with the number two pick overall. He was a three-time first-team All-Pro. He was once second-team All-Pro. Holds the record for receiving yards. Led, yeah, led the NFL a couple of times in yards. Finished with 731 receptions, 11,600 yards, and 83 touchdowns. So, yeah, he's in that pretty elite club. And there's no doubting how good he was. I just doubt how much he probably... I think if, if he... Say he was a guy that maybe wasn't as talented as what he is and had to work really, really hard. Do you think he'd ever made the NFL? I don't know if he would have. Yeah, well, look, you know, obviously some people have to work a lot harder than yeah. he, what he may have to, but... Um, you know, it's only one injury away or one concussion or, you know, you blow your knee out or something like that and yeah. then you can't, uh, you know, enjoy football with your kids. You know, at 30, he's made a lot of money. His initial contract getting drafted would have been amazing back then. So, And he plays for Detroit. Let's not forget that. His so, team is just such... Dumpster oh, fire. I don't like using the L word, but they're losers. <laughs> they just <laughs> they had a couple of good years with him there. But they have a, they've never won a Super Bowl. They have a history, and they've been around the whole time, basically. They have just such a poor history of losing. And it's, yeah, I think if he's playing for New England, where he can maybe start to wind down, not play as much, just play in the playoffs, yeah. you know, it's maybe a different story. But having, and he's still under contract for three years for Detroit, you know, he kind of realized I'm not going anywhere because they're not going to trade. Because there's a lot of trade rumors late in the season that he wasn't happy there. Then I guess maybe you you realise okay I'm not going anywhere I don't really like and I don't have you been to Detroit Chris um, yeah it's not a very nice city. yeah it was a, the airport was nice it was a nice you know flashy airport but you know once you leave the airport it you know it goes downhill pretty yeah, quick it's, um, it's not really a nice place to li- to live so I, you know I can see that side of it maybe he's got a young family he doesn't want them growing up in Detroit there's no way out of it he looks at his bank account and goes I never really have to worry about money what my way out is to retire and then I don't have to be injured every week and yeah. I can spend time with my kids, you know. I, I, I get all that. I just think, you know, from my perspective, if it was me, I'm not going anywhere until I'm until my body says you can't do it anymore. Later, we're going to talk about the top 10 receivers. If he was playing this year, where would he be? Ballpark. Top three. Yeah, I would have had him up there too. It's a shame. It's a real shame because he's a great player. Actually, probably number one. You know, I bet... Every he, chance. He, I bet he leaves the game, though, very content with what he's done. What oh, I'm sure. And he should be. And... Should be. Is he a Hall of Famer? I know you've said he is. Yeah, I think he is. I think he has to be. For someone who dominated that long, he's got to be. Holds a a receiving yard record, which is tough too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we'll turn our attention. Finally, the NFL has concluded the top 100 player countdown. Thank God. Uh, They dragged that out for about a month. Finally, we've reached the top 10. So I'm going to run down uh, from number 10 down to number 1. So Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver at New York Giants, was 10. Rob Gronkowski, tight end, New England Patriots. Julio Jones, wide receiver, Atlanta Falcons. Luke Keekley, linebacker, Carolina Panthers. Uh, one of only two defensive players in the top 10. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, Green Bay Packers. Adrian Peterson, running back, Minnesota Vikings. Antonio Brown, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. J.J. Watt, D.N., Houston Texans. 
Tom Brady, quarterback, New England Patriots. And number one was Cam Newton, quarterback, Carolina Panthers. Now, James, have you joined with me in the outrage of how stupid this list is? Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> Do the people who vote for this not realize there's more positions than receivers and quarterbacks? Like, with all honesty, how the hell who is AP? Players. Yeah, this is by your peers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Do, this do is... they not realize there's more positions than that? Like, you, you tell him, oh, I just, I can't get, like, Odell Beckham is not in the top 10 in the NFL as a player. I'm sorry, I can't stand him as a human being, but he's not a top 10 player. Adrian Peterson is not the fifth best player in the NFL. No, that I'll agree with. Um, I don't have a big problem with the top four. I think they're all thereabouts. You know, Cam Newton's season last year was incredible, but, like, Rob Gronkowski could be one or two for me. Easily. I think he's the best player. He's the best position, position player in the league. I believe so. If you have him, you have such an... How good they are with him compared to when they're without him. I just think it's ridiculous. Like, are you telling me there's an offensive lineman in the top 10 players in the NFL? No. I think there is. No, there's not. Telling me Von Miller's not in the top I'll 10? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Chris and I are going to form a team, and yeah. we're going to take the best receivers, running back, and quarterback. Yeah, and I'll take all the O-line and you D-line. You can take the best O-line. And D-line. And linebackers. Oh, no, you didn't say that. You said O-linemen. I just said there's no, there's only one. Von Miller can't go in the top 10? He probably should be give me the there. Give me the best five offensive linemen and the best four defensive linemen. You have as many receivers as you want. I'll take the best skill, and you guys. And you can have we'll the win. scraps of the O-line. No, I don't want the scraps. I just want seconds. No, that's not what you're going to get. No, well, then get stuff. You can keep, you can keep your skill. Exactly. Award. So it is important. It's the most... Richie, you're a coach. You know how important O-line and D-line is. Yes, but in the NFL... It's the most important position important. is quarterback. Agreed, hundred percent. That's what they should really, realistically, the top ten should be ten quarterbacks. If you look at a list realistically from the way the value of players, this is who would the number the, ten quarterback be though? <laughs> we'll get that when we do our top yeah, ten quarterbacks. See, I don't know. Probably Tony Romo. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have the laughing ostrich ready. Uh, like I don't know. Like Julio Jones. I'm really glad Luke Kuechly's there. JJ Watts there. Can't do the laughing ostrich now, Rich. It's too late. I want to have it ready for later. <laughs> uh, if you look at the whole list, like the top five quarterbacks in order were Newton, Brady, Roethlisberger. No, no, no. Carson Palmer. Oh, wait. You... And Russell Wilson. They were the top five quarterbacks. No, you missed miss Rodgers. Oh, sorry. Rodgers yeah, was three. Cut Roethlisberger and have Rodgers. So it was Newton, Brady, Rodgers... Palmer and Russell Wilson. They're the top five quarterbacks according to that. Like, I would have Andrew Luck over Palmer or Wilson. Yeah, he missed a few games this year, though. So, yeah. this season, you probably wouldn't put him above. But it's going into next season. We've Is all it? forgotten. Yeah, that's the idea. It's based oh, okay. off last season into next. Okay. Apparently, that's how they're supposed to vote. Everyone votes for their mates anyway. Either, Either way, just... Can we bury this segment so next year I don't have to do we it? We did bury it like four weeks ago when I was doing the other the other part. Yeah, I, I think it. the interesting it was bad. The more interesting numbers were the guys in the middle rounds from like you know from from one to fifty is where you really is where it's really interesting and where guys are ranked. What I don't get is is that you know all these guys should be in someone's top twenty. You know they're all top twenty players, but some of the guys on the list who's actually voted for them in their top twenty. That's how do you get everyone in the league to vote for 20 players and have a list of 100. Surely there are some guys that don't get a vote. 
Uh, no, there'll be guys voting for their friends. Look, if we're sitting down... How does down, Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle from the Bengals, get a vote inside the top 20 players unless it's his team? Is that the only way, you think? Because yeah. he got voted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's 100% so, the only way. I, I just don't get how everyone sure. does. Everyone has 20 votes and they find 100 players out of it. How many of those players are all on one vote each? Ah, oh, probably be plenty. Few, yeah. Take it exactly. alphabetical. So then how do, yeah, it's just it's a dumb list. It is. <laughs> it's, it is. It's a dumb list. I could do a way better top hundred. Maybe, maybe I should. Actually, there you go. Let's do one. You do one and compare it to this one. Ch- challenge done. Give it. Give us JA's right. top one hundred. We'll put it on the website and then everyone can bag yours. I'll do a top one hundred players. I'll use my boys at Pro Football Focus. It's actually interesting to see. You guys just just well, you got their stats and stuff. Like, these guys have voted for their. Who they think's best just off the cuff, what I they think. think. The, the biggest improvement for mine is. But Luke, they get to play against yeah. them. Luke Keekley's the biggest um, jump, and that's thanks to an outstanding season and a Super Bowl run. They got him up. Like, where would he have been on that list last year? 14. Oh, all right, take it back. Oh, he might have been the a biggest lower. jump here has been Cam Newton. He was 73 last year. Oh, I'd written him off too. Remember in the preseason how much I was ragging on the on the Panthers? You <laughs> ragged, that's so wrong. You ragged on him a lot. Well, I think we both <laughs> did, to be honest. I didn't think they were going to be that good either. When they lost Calvin Benjamin, um, we certainly didn't think they were going to be any good. But There's a huge turnaround on their part. And you look, I, don't know, I look at Tom Brady, how long he's been around for, and last year he was three and now he's up to two. So Is he 39? Or something like that. How was Tom Brady? Uh, I'm not sure. I guess some some players just have a different. Some people have a different way of valuing players. Yeah, that's right. To me, I find quarterbacks number one. I think a pass rushing defensive lineman's number two, and then I think the offensive line comes after that. I think everywhere else is relatively a dime a dozen. Like you saw when you do your top ten wide yeah. receivers, how many good wide receivers are there? Yeah, there's a lot. And this is the thing, you know, like Cam Newton on Pro Football Focus rankings, he's number five. Who do they have number one? Ben Roethlisberger, comfortably. Really? Comfortably number one. How many games did he miss last year? Three, mm, four? Four. Five. Carson wow. Palmer's number two. Yeah, I love Palmer. Yeah, Tom Brady's number three. Drew Brees is number four. Cam Newton, five. What's the Russell? highest non-quarterback? Uh, you can't really... Do that. You can only do it by positions, but I can, I reckon I can find it for you with interior defenders. I think it was Aaron Donald. Oh, he he is such a good player. People don't realize so how the, good he is. The rankings are out of a hundred. Um, Aaron Donald has ninety-seven point eight wow. out of hundred. <laughs> JJ Watt is ninety-seven point two out of a hundred. And of course, that's all opinion as well. Hundred percent. Sorry, actually, I got that wrong. Aaron Donald is ninety-nine point nine out of a hundred. That's, That's pretty close to the perfect football player. Yeah. And then JJ Watts, 95.7. They're the two highest in the league by a comfortable amount. But there are also a lot more defensive linemen in that higher area because it's obviously a lot, you know, you either you play the run or you play the – like, you either get sacks or you get tackles. It's it's a lot easier to rank. Whereas quarterbacks, there's a lot of variations on how they get their rankings. But yeah, because you get I, – I, I urge people – pro football focus is fantastic the way they – now, look, they get it wrong sometimes. Well, and wrong. it's all opinion-based still. They've got their formula. It's all still an opinion. Well, it's, it's not. That's the thing. It's not opinion-based. It's mathematically based. Yeah, but their opinion they to what and, they value yeah, so higher they or lower. It's a big organization it's still an now. Opinion, all the NFL. Yeah, they're right. They sit down and look at the game tape and go, okay, on this play, it was a running play, and I ranked him out of 180. And then they take the averages on those plays, and they have run plays, pass plays, all that kind of stuff. So... 
Yeah, it is still it is. You're right. It's still done by an, by an analyst and a person analysing someone's t- someone's tape. But I certainly respect it a lot more than I respect the derps that vote on the NFL Top 100. And that's the NFL players. Yep. Big shout out wow. to all of them. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to count down. Uh, we're going to continue our top ten countdowns. We're going to turn our attention to the wide receivers. Wide receivers, the biggest divas in the game. This list could easily go to 20. Comfortably. Well, without everyone a problem. plays three of them now. You've got three starting receivers. So much like the cornerback list we did, you know, it's... it's Tell you the toughest list we'd have to do? Fullbacks. There's not 10 I of them. I don't reckon there's 10. Well, there is, <laughs> but none of them are good. to get to 10. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, They're gone. They're a slot receiver here now. Go, here we go. I can tell you what the pro, pro football focus. How yeah, many they already have, off like, the rails. Eighty three point zero is the best. <laughs> there is. Who is it? Um, is it Coon? Patrick Demarco. No, oh, yeah, fair enough. Coon's fifth. It's getting old now. Sixty six point one. He's not even classed as above average. So you got to be in the sixties. You're below average. In the seventies, you're above average. Um, sorry, sixty five to high sixties is. Uh, is average. So there's only two, one guy above average and one guy rated as good as a fullback. So yeah, anyway, that's not what we're doing today. We'll probably skip fullbacks. Anyway, we're looking at wide receivers here. So, uh, what would be tough with tight ends? Yeah, because there's a couple really good and then it It adds a bit of a hole. Um, Why don't you start us off, Jay? Give me your... I'll give you you my honourable mentions. Yeah, okay, start with those. And I'm going to start with one that I'm going to just put my hand up and say I stuffed up. He should be on my top 10. Oh, Who Jord- should leave out? Jordy Nelson. Ah, oh, you muppet. I completely forgot about him. He's on the list that I've got that you sent me. That's my list. That's Yeah, that's Richie's <laughs> list. Oh, well, what list are we going on? We've got two. He makes his own up. We're going oh. to discuss. Richie does his, and I tell him why he's wrong, basically. Oh, fair um, So Jordy Nelson, Doug Baldwin, Alan Robinson, and Amari Cooper – Cooper was tough to leave off the list. I just yep. need to see him. I'm not going to predict he's going to break out. I need to see it happen, but I, I'm pretty confident it will. He'll be on this list next time we do it. All right. Give me 10 down to 5. No, uh, but, no give me 10 to 6. Number 10, Jarvis Landry from Miami. Um, to just give you all, all Yeah, get, run, run through them. Number 9, Brandon Marshall from the Jets. Number 8, Alshon Jeffrey from Chicago. Number 7, Demirius Thomas from the Denver Broncos, and number six, A.J. Green from the Bengals. Now, you got a couple there I left off. Mm, I can't believe you have. Can you just say your five so I can laugh at it? Uh, top ten. Uh, number ten, I had Jordy Nelson. If he hadn't got injured last year, he'd be even higher. Number nine, I had Jeremy Macklin of the Chiefs. Number eight, I had Jarvis Landry of the Dolphins. Number seven, I had Des Bryant coming off his injury. And number six, I had Brandon Marshall of the Jets. Now, I don't have Jeremy Macklin on my list, nor was he close to making my list. I don't think Jeremy Macklin's in my top 20. Ah, yes, he would be. He is a gadget guy. He just goes deep. He's not a good route runner. He's small. He has pretty average hands. He can't block. Production. (laughs) In one season. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Uh, And I'm willing to back him in, even with the rubbish quarterback he has. Don't you pick on Alex Smith. Alex Smith is arguably the worst quarterback in the league. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Really? We're going to do this? (laughs) Would you have Brian Hoyer over over Alex Smith? No, I'm not playing this game. Yeah, because you, you know you're wrong. He's not the worst. He is the middle of the pack. I'll agree with that. Well, with the middle of the pack guy throwing it to him, 
I thought he was pretty good. He's in, he's not a top ten player. Do you want to talk about Jordy Nelson who you left off? Yeah, I do. Um, about how good he is. Yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> and I forgot I can look. He wasn't in any of the stats or the rankings, so I've kind of that's where I, I start stats, with. Man, I, I start with the rankings. Go then I start with this. Then I look at the stats and kind of compare my rankings. And then I go off. You know, first thing I do is I write down as many receivers I can think of that I like. And I got about to about twenty, and then thought, okay, I've got to stop. Then I I check Pro Football Focus I like. I check NFL statistically. I look at their win losses. I don't like just picking a team that's crap. Um, I like taking into account whether they win a lot. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Nelson slipped through to the keeper to me. He's certainly on my. I probably have him ten right where you have him, Rich, coming off the injury. Chris, could you say Jordy Nelson almost cost them a Super Bowl last year? Like by not having him there? Yeah, I think it, yeah, that not only him not being there and doing what he does, it then puts pressure on the number Well, Randall two, Cobb so. struggled because of it. And then um, James Jones come back, who's obviously getting a little bit older. Interesting. Do you know James Jones played the most snaps in the NFL last season? Really? He didn't miss a snap for the Green Bay Packers offense. Wow. Miss plenty, so I'll let of, you know. miss plenty of passes. Mm. Yeah. Well, he actually was he was cheeky good. He was good early. He struggled later. Yeah, he dropped a few. But, but he played a lot of snaps. He was, uh, yeah, he was there when I was there, and he was... Um, good guy? Yeah, really good guy. Was Geordie there? Geordie was there. Who had just been starting off? I uh, know oh, he went a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years there. But, yeah, they were, you know, Geordie especially, he was, you know, a great person off the field as well. You yeah. Know? Um, Seems like I, you had a great a great timing. There was, yeah. They were just guys. awesome people. Like, we yeah. had barbecue grill outs and stuff and they were that he was there with his wife and um just a really decent guy along with Aaron you know like we spoke mm-hmm. about the other week so I think what makes Geordie so good is his chemistry that he does have with Aaron you know they just have a little wink or something put him elsewhere I don't think he's as effective and that's Absolutely. not a rag on him as a player he is an average athlete now I'm not saying he's a bad athlete I'm saying on the NFL standard compared he to some of the others he's yeah. an average yeah, athlete that's right. he's sneaky fast uh, he is sneaky yep. fast but and he has great body control he makes some of the best catches yep. going behind his body and whatnot but in the scheme of NFL he's an average athlete who works bloody hard he does to have chemistry with Aaron Rodgers they work hard together and it it's paid off for him and he's He's going to be the best receiver Green Bay have ever had. He's going to catch Donald Driver. He's going to he's going to break all those records yep. in the next couple of seasons. Now, the way the league is now helps him a lot of passing. Um, can we discuss Jarvis Landry, Rich? Yep, he's in my ten. He's your eight. I mean, this guy's he's real deal. He is ready to go. Route the thing runner. I can't believe is he and Odell Beckham were both at LSU at the same time. How they not win? Because they they don't get quarterbacks at LSU. No, who'd they have? Crappenberger. It would have been someone hopeless. I can look it up, but Hackett. It was. It was Hackenberg, wasn't no, it? No, it wasn't. Anyway. Anyway, you yeah, talk about I, I him I think he's great. Now, you've got... I have Des Bryant a little higher up. I'm shocked. Do you want to talk about him now or I just... No, I'll talk when up? we get to him. Okay. Um, Brandon Marshall. Both had Brandon both Marshall. both got nine and six. Look, oh, his age for me is a concern. Big, uh, the biggest thing I had going for him, new team, new system, new quarterback who is below average, and he looked outstanding. Agreed. I don't doubt his talent. That's why I, I couldn't leave him off my top 10. I, I tried to, but I couldn't. Uh, but he's just his age. His age has put him with 30. He's turning 34 before the season starts. That's that's getting up there. I can see, as you said, you, Andre Johnson, prime example. When you go as a receiver, you go off that cliff, you're, you're dropping, and it, it's really bad. 
So yeah, that's why I just, I, like I said, I still respect him enough from his last season to put him in there, though. I think he's. I think he had a, a good year as well, and you know the one-two punch with him and uh, Decker was it? I yep. believe. Eric Decker. You yeah. know, they, I think they complemented each other. Mm-hmm. You see the vision of them, and they they seem like they're mates off the field yep. as well. So, you know, well, they all want Fitzpatrick back as well. Right. They're really <laughs> they made that clear, him. haven't they? they I don't could be think a it's big drop off if they finish up with um, Gino. It could go one way or the other. Yep. It could be the best decision they ever made or the worst. It's just it's time. Only time will tell. Um, Olshan Jeffrey for me. You don't have him on your list, Rich. I don't. I ha- he was he was You're telling right me he's there. not better than Macklin. No, kidding me. Right now, I actually thought it, his numbers looked good last year, but I didn't think he had that good a season. You missed three games too. You can take into account. Yep, because I take the averages, not the totals. Yeah, but I still think I don't think he's particularly happy there. No, he's certainly I think not it's, happy. And I think he that's starting to show. Game. Hence, I don't think he's going to have a top 10 type year. I'm not saying he can't in the future. But if you were starting a team, you you would have Jeremy Macklin over Hoshin Jeffrey. That's what you're telling me. You no. Had a chance at, what I'm saying, if I'm ranking my top 10 quarterbacks going into 2016, that's who I want. If you're saying I'm starting a team, now I want different people. So you think he's going to... Jeremy Macklin's going to be a better receiver next year than Hoshin Jeffrey? Yes. Yeah. But long term, I think Alshon Jeffrey's got... A much higher season. Way more upside. Yeah, I, I just, the thing that I look at as I like to look at as well is size. You know what? Yeah, he's a big dude. Can Can Jeremy Macklin do what Olsen Jeffrey does? No, because he's not physically. You know, his genetics just aren't going to allow him to do that. And it's a similar reason why I have Des Bryant a lot higher. I feel that when you're that, you have that height and that size. You have something that uh, Antonio Brown doesn't have. Antonio Brown can't go up and take a ball out of the air with yeah, two guys around him. Yeah, exactly. the get-out throw for the quarterback. Don't exactly, it? and yeah. that's something you can't yeah. create. You've got to be born with it. And um, that's why I have Olsen Jeffrey and for the, that same reason that Demarius Thomas. Um, Demarius Thomas had a down year because of the quarterback play, in my opinion. He's a good player. Completely agree, and that that's probably the biggest one I thought might bite me in the butt. I'll be honest, I had him at 10 and Jordy Nelson not in at all. And then you flipped him. And then I flipped him. Look, uh, yeah, so I probably would have flicked out Landry if I got it. But it's it's a tough list, wide receivers. There's so many good. You could easily take five in and put put five in and take five out. Um, the last guy, AJ Green, a bit of an bit of a. I think that the top my top six I've got, which we'll get to. I think they're all a different level above the rest. I think what you should do in the end when you rank receivers is have. That top six, those six guys, however you want to have them, and then the rest. And you can have a top ten of the rest of them because those guys are above. I th- I have him in that category. I just couldn't get him in my top five. I do, so I'll come to him in a sec. Yeah. Run down your, uh, your five. five through to one. I have DeAndre Hopkins at five, same Snap. as you. I have Odell Beckham at four, which really hurt me. <laughs> it really hurt. Should have had him higher. I have Des Bryant at three. I have Julio Jones at two, and I have Antonio Brown as one. There's a few snaps there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans at five. AJ Green. He has another season like last year. Hopkins could be in the top one or two if he can. If he can get that consistency yeah. every year, he's oh, he's got all the tools. We'll, we'll come it. back to him because I do want to talk about him. Okay. Um, AJ Green at four. Odell Beckham Jr. at three from the Giants. Julio Jones, Falcons at two. And I had Antonio Brown, Steelers number one as well. Pretty close. For some probably pretty similar reasons. But we'll come to him in a sec because our, our top three is basically the same. Let's take um, Hopkins first. I think he could explode this year. 
by them putting another weapon on the other side of the field team, and it completely back. changes. And a genuine running back. And I think I think the Texans could be anything this year. And I think year. they've upgraded the quarterback as well. Now, time will tell that, but I think he's going to be better Certainly than upgrade how much cash they give the position. Yes, yes. But that's what you've got to pay if you want a quarterback these days. Uh, free yeah. agents, that's what you've got to pay. Exactly. Unless if they drafted him, that's why you, know, you can't believe Denver let him walk. Like... You know, but that's that's what I mean. Like that's just that's the nature of the beast. I don't think he was ever going back to Denver after what I, happened. Yeah, I don't think they let him. And walk. I you think know, whether left. their decision was right or wrong, there was no doubt that Brock Osweiler was the better quarterback in that battle. But one was named Peyton Manning, and that's the bottom line. And you know what? They won a Super Bowl, so everyone can just get over yep, it, really. And he played pretty well in the Super Bowl. So, um, but John Hopkins, you're right. He could be a freak show. He's got better weapons around him and a better quarterback. AJ Green. I think he's the best, best skilled player on that offense by oh. such a long way. Muhammad Sanu <coughs> and the other receiver who's now slipping my mind, who just got a uh, Marvin Jones, who just got big money, should be sending a check yeah, to, to AJ, AJ Green because he got them paid at 100%. Without him there, they are terrible. With him there, they are unbelievable. He is their best offensive weapon. Um, I just couldn't put him above Hopkins and Odell and Dez. I just couldn't put him there. Uh, but I certainly, as I said, my top six, I respect them all as a different... I think you remember, and Chris, I don't know category, if you saw it, the, um, the hard knocks with Cincinnati when he hurt his knee at training. Oh, my God. And Marvin Jones down. and the offensive coordinator sent each other like, oh, God. Oh, no. no. Like, they, they... You could see their body language drop. Yeah, I think... Um, I didn't actually see that that uh, episode, but you know the stuff that I have seen about AJ Green, the respect that he has off the field from his teammates, um, and you know they they openly say that if they he's their go to guy, like oh, some of the plays that he does is just outlandish. So, um, but you know, do you put him above some you know the other ones on the list? Like it's it's a tough list, and you know he's the guy there, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's interesting list. Our, our top threes were, well, one and two are obviously exactly the same. They're a bit different. Odell Beckham Jr., we all know this is a vendetta. No, you a hate vendetta. him. You hate him. Just admit it. Admit you hate him. I have Des Bryant and Odell Beckham. So you have uh, him. He's on your dartboard at home. Just no. throwing the darts against no. it. You hate him. Just, just come out and say it. I don't I don't think he's a very nice human being, but I don't. Because you hate him. I don't personally know him to hate him, Richard. And I don't hate anyone. My mum's a big me, word, Rich. Mum told me to never hate anyone. Mm-hmm. You can dislike people, but never hate. Um, except for Rabbit, I hate him. Uh, so Odell Beckham Jr. and Des Bryant, when I'm weighing it up, they're both pretty even for me. I think Des Bryant, you're doing this list last year. He had injury problems last year, and he didn't have his quarterback. You talk about Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers, their their continuity. Look at Aaron Aaron Rodgers' season. That died off because he didn't have Jordy Nelson. Yep. These are all things that I, t- I took into perspective. And again, what it came down to is I have them... Odell Beckham's definitely quicker and a better route runner, but Des Bryant can do things that Odell Beckham will never be able to do. Yes, he can take a fancy one-hand catch, which we'll have to see for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and it was it was amazing. It was one of the, it was the best catch you'll ever see. But can yeah, he have that hurt to say? Can you get down to the five-yard line, line up Des Bryant on anyone, and know you can do it three times and you're you're going to score? I'll give you a cool stat on that, and because you'll love this one. He's been targeted twenty times um, from inside the five 
on yes. jump balls. Yep. Yep. Guess how many touchdowns he's got? No, t- sixteen. Twenty. Mm-hmm. There you go. Every that's, single time he's come down with so it. That's it's an why. incredible stat. So, so if, if that's the foot injury is the only thing that concerns me. So foot you're injuries just injuries, linger. Injuries, yeah. foot injuries and his linger. back's a bit banged up too. Now I hope it doesn't fall it, apart. And this is a now. Big, like he doesn't. You know, he can. They can still use him for that jump ball. Like, so if his foot's sore and his speed does go a little bit, he's he's not going to get shorter, is he? So. And I think having Romo back this year, if Romo uh, it'll can stay healthy and a running game. Like we had an okay running game. Like we had an above average running game last year on on league averages, but it'll be back to what I'm predicting with Ezekiel Elliott there. They'll be a, it's going to be back to you know the top five, one before. of the top five in the NFL because yeah. the O line's still there, and I think they're amazing. So that that look, it's no disrespect to Odell Beckham. I tried to keep my emotions away, but I just I rate them both as receivers very much the same. But Des Bryant's just got that size. You can't stack Odell Beckham up inside the five and score 20 out of 20. No, you probably wouldn't. And that's and that, that's the only reason He's I had him good. different. It's no disrespect. Now, someone who probably can is Julio Jones. He He's not that type of receiver, but I get your point. He's, he is pretty special. These top two are, again, it's another little mini step above, in my opinion. The other guys have got to work to get to. Well, let me ask you, what made you put Brown, because I did the exact same thing, what made you put Brown first and Jones second? Because Brown just gets open all the time. He's open all the time. It's like he doesn't get covered. He's 7-11. He's always open. <laughs> he is unbelievable. Someone I, put a, I watched tape of him today. I, I watched one today. Someone you put on YouTube. Yeah, someone put on YouTube a video of him, um, every single one of his catches for the year. Yep. They just splice it all together. That was too long. I didn't watch all of it. But no, there's no one anywhere near him. Because He's open can't, all the time. Because he plays in the slot so often, you can't double cover a slot. What are you going to do? You, if you want to stop him completely, you've got to triple cover him, one over the top and one on each side of him. You can't afford to do that when you have Matavis Bryant running around next to him. Now, again, another guy who I'm sure where he plays helps him. Yeah. But they all do. Kelvin Johnson being the only receiver on Detroit's team. They, there was a year they didn't win a game, and he still led the league in, in receiving yards. Yeah. This is what I mean. Like You can't always use that as an excuse. Jordy Nelson, he's got great continuity. Do we take points off him because of that? God no! You say good on him for someone who works so damn hard to get that continuity. Doesn't you don't just click your fingers and go, oh, yeah, me and Aaron Rodgers, we 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 know each other now. Mm. You have to work, and it was the same with Donald Driver with um with Brett Favre, and you know uh, Antonio Brown is just something different. Now Julio Jones is the exact opposite. He's big. He's long. When he gets one on one coverage, he's going to score or go for fifty yards. The only thing that's going to stop him is someone tackling him. No one's going to stop the ball in the air if it's an average throw. And we talked about foot injuries earlier. It took him two years to get right. And what a bounce from back. from. And he had he had surgery on it once, but then had to have it again. Basically, that that didn't do what it was ever they meant to do. Up. And that took him a long time to get right. That's my only concern with sort of Des. But now that he was flying last year, he looked so good. He was he led the league in receiving yards. And Antonio Brown led the league in receptions. Now, receiving yards, I think going deep is a quarterback as well. Getting open like Antonio Brown is, that's Antonio Brown. Ben Roethlisberger's not going, hey, I'll throw it perfectly when you get 10 yards clear on that out route. He doesn't freaking have to. I reckon I could hit Antonio Brown. He's that open. Richie, I reckon, I, open. I, I'll give you 10 throws with the Dallas Cowboys O-line protecting you. I reckon you can get five of them to Antonio Brown. I reckon he'd bail me out on another one. I reckon he'd get me six. 
I'd put it there for five and he'd bail me out on one. Potentially. <laughs> I, I think that's how good he is. I, I just think he's unbelievable. Do, he, do you think it comes with the, the quarterback comparing Ben Roethlisberger to Matt Ryan? Does that Do you think that makes a difference in where you've ranked them one or two? Well, Finn, say, why don't we do quarterbacks next week? And we'll all do them. But I reckon I'll have those two not that far apart. Roethlisberger and Matt Ryan? Yeah. Gee, that's mean. They'll both be... I mean, they're both going to be I know Ro- 10, I know Roethlisberger's but... had his trouble with ladies, but you don't need to... No, no, no. no, no I don't, don't punish him, him for that. that. Oh, no, mate. Matt Ryan's closer to Alex Smith than Ben Roethlisberger. Well, yes, he's closer than that. But... Much closer. Oh, yeah, I, think I don't ben reckon Matt Ryan's that bad. Top... Is Matt Ryan in your top 10? He just said he will be. Top... Wow. This is going to be interesting list next I week. I think Ben is a Actually, lot Actually, he'd be... Oh, Ben will be really high. But you just said you've got him and Roethlisberger. And... I don't think they'll be that far apart. Well, when I reckon I sit down and do it, I don't think they'll be that far apart. They're going to be less than 10 because you won't have Ben at number one, would you? Mm, no. He'll so then they're less than 10 Three, apart. Three or four. Um, gonna be at three. If Matt Ryan's on my list, he's 10th. So that's he's just like he's a, he's a he's a he's in it. Well, Andy Dalton's one, and then you... <laughs> no, I got Tony Romo one, Andy Dalton two. Um, now only Andy Dalton because he's a redhead and he's been up against it his whole life. So give him a go. He's at the Bengals. <laughs> oh, did Chris just throw I just some got burnt. shade? I've been burnt already. Oh, someone call the Burns. You're getting into the swing of this now. That was very good. That's how it works. You know what, Chris? You're going to make it here. You're going to be just fine. Look, at the end of the day, I. They're very different, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, and I value a guy that can get open the way Antonio Brown does, slightly over Julio Jones. If you had a starting three. Antonio receivers. Brown, Des Bryant, Julio Jones. Put those two on the outside. You leave Julio Jones one-on-one, he's going to outrun a guy. You leave Des Bryant one-on-one, he's going to outjump a guy, and who the hell is going to cover Antonio Brown in the slot? Yeah. I'd, and then Gronk a tight end. I'd probably, take, I'd probably want AJ Green rather than Des, but... Mm, well, he's a, he's a burner, yeah. Uh, look, and I might want Odell Beckham in the slot over Antonio Brown because he, when, and when Odell Bennett kills me, when he gets going, like Antonio Brown's the model of consistency. When Odell Beckham gets going... Yeah, he had a slow start last year. Anything can happen with Odell Beckham. What's the, what was around Odell Beckham compared to the other receivers with Antonio Brown? You know what I'm saying? Like... Who are the other receivers at the Giants to help True. him out? True. You know what I mean? There's not a lot there. You know, they're who they have last year? They've got I'm blanking on it. Even... He was injured all the time. Oh, um, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. He hasn't played for two seasons. Uh I'm trying to think about they don't oh, it was that Ram Rams and So Eli said they were going back to the playoffs on a side note. Well, During the week, notice spend, I didn't put that in the when uh, you spend, rundown. When you spend all their money, all that money on free agents, you'd want to go to the playoffs. Yeah, it's one of those things. Though, you you, you look could. around. Don't get me wrong; they're good. They got some well, good I think well, Julio's going to get helped out. They added um, Marvin receiver Jones. help as well. Yep. So, yeah, some of these guys are going to have good players outside them, much like and Antonio Brown's not. He's going to lose Bryant. But the thing is that Antonio Brown did that before Bryant. Oh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's going to fall off a cliff. No, Br- Br- Bryant but... wasn't the reason Antonio Brown gets no. the recept- gets the, the uh, whatever, the rewards. because no, Bryant went off as soon as he it's, came back. It's the opposite. Yeah. I think Bryant goes off because he's got Antonio Brown. And that's, maybe that's a great way of ranking it. You look at, you know, what's the difference between, Julio, um, between Martavius Bryant and Odell Beckham? Well, 
The difference is that Odell Beckham gets helped from having good players around him when he does, whereas Antonio Brown makes players better around him. Same with Julio Jones. I think that's probably a pretty fair thing. Des Bryant doesn't make anyone better around him, really. No, but, I, saw, but I, would say, I would say AJ Green makes everybody better around him. Exactly. So, that, you know, that's a, it's another Including way to Including the red rifles. Yeah, it's helpful to have an elite. There's not many top 10 quarterbacks that don't have an elite receiver. Look at the quarterback at all these top ten play, all these top tens. You know, other than Tannehill, you probably most of them are in contention. Yeah, Tannehill's. Mm. Although, could be big man in Miami now. Dwayne Wade's gone. What? Yeah. Yeah, Dwayne Wade's side at Chicago. Didn't you listen to the NBA podcast? Oh, there isn't one. <laughs> we tried that. We tried that. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Um, no, and then oh, can we just discuss? Can we please discuss Kevin Durant? Sure. Hang on. How? Wait, wait. Actually, before you do. Oh, yeah, we got time. Make it quick, though. Okay. How have you ever seen four players that good on the one team in the NBA? No, that, I, I haven't. There's Curry, Thompson, a lot of talk about. Green, and Durant. I don't, no one else is going to touch the ball. They they could just play a starting four and still beat people. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never You're seen anything I could, like this. You're saying I could play small forward for It's that the team? equivalent. Do you know what that the, equi- the equivalent is? Getting the top three wide receivers in Gronkowski and putting them on its offense together. They'd be pretty good. That Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. But you would have no money then for the O line, so then uh, you you caught Yeah, we know good. Don't throw that back in my. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You know what? You guys are Richie. Richie knows what the O line is to his team when he coaches. You need the O line because at the end of the day, a quarterback. And let's look at David Carr as the prime example. Number one pick to the Texans got sacked the most time ever in three seasons. Do you know what he's doing now? He's working for ESPN. That's what oh, he does. I was going to say he was selling Cadillacs or something. I wanted to, I wanted to, but I know he works. For, and he's actually a really good analyst and a really good, um, a really good on-screen guy. So that's why I, I, I listen to him a lot. He's good. But that's a prime example. He fell apart. By the time they got that O-line adequate, he was done. He had no yeah. confidence. You know, it's like Tannehill. He's had a bad O-line the last couple of years. Now that I reckon they're going to be good this year with um, who's the first-round pick they took, the, the bonghead. Jeremy Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil. What a name, Laramie. Quickly, uh, take that one. If I have a boy, I'm going to call him Laramie, I think. I reckon Soph will be happy with that. Yeah, sounds like a winner, mate. Yeah. Mm. Uh, But that's the thing, they're going to have a lot better. Who knows? Tony Hill might develop, but I didn't know Dwayne Wade had left. That's nice to me. Um, Quarterbacks next week? Yes. All all good. We'll do quarterbacks. We're going to do three lists, or just me and Chris? No, you guys can do a list. I'll jump in if you want one. No, me me and Chris will do it. I'll critique yours if you like. You should take mine. Excellent. Actually, no, even better idea. Sorry. You two are going to do a list, and I'm going to critique you guys. Then you have to drive the panel if you're going to do that. No, I don't. (laughs) Don't start that with me. I'll get Chris in. (laughs) Thanks for for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. You can follow Chris... Uh, is it Chris Brian 82? Yes, that's me. Is that you? You Nailed born? it. Yeah. You born 82? Yeah. Yeah, original. That yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's uh, 65, 94, and I'm not born in 65 or 94. Two <laughs> different playing numbers. Until next week, for Chris Brian, for James Arthur, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for downloading. And I'm late on the stinger. There we Thanks go. Thanks for listening to the, and the SEN down. NFL Podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au.
To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. I need to get out. <laughs> You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world, and now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.